with stocks firming up after an inflation print where the response is mellow. Real life is boring here today on land, so let's look outward to space. Joining us, managing partner at Seed Stage Venture Capital Firm, Space Capital, Chad Anderson is here to talk to us about how to invest in space. Chad, welcome to the TD Ameritrade Network. Hi, good to be here. Thanks. So what's the best way to do this right now? Obviously, the excitement around Kathy Wood and the ARC team's fund last week. Uh, real strong out of the gate. Tons of big flows. A little bit flat now this week. But is that the, really the best way to do it now? Is that the only option? Walk me through what you think in terms of public market access. Sure. I mean, um, the ETF has been really interesting to watch. Um, uh, but we've coming off a uh, 2020 was a massive year for investment in the space economy. It's really over the last 10 years, it's come from zero to where we are today. There's almost um, $187 billion that's been invested. And, you know, we've seen a lot of that really increase over the last five years and really over the last two or three years. So things are really accelerating. Um, investors liquidated another $7 billion in Q1. And there's more exits on the way with eight space company SPACs um, announced so far this year. So, um, you know, these these companies vary significantly in terms of quality and risk. And many of them are, are highly speculative from a public markets perspective, many of them pre IPO and some even pre revenue. But there are a few with um, significant uh, revenue and some strong fundamentals that support their their billion dollar valuations. So, you know, this all bodes well for public market investors who until now have been forced to sit on the sidelines and, um, you know, watch the growth of, of the space economy. So um, SPACs offer additional access um, to capital for these infrastructure companies. Um, but we're cautious that these valuations and growth targets may be out of reach for companies that don't have a defensible data angle, which is really where we focus our time and energy and our investment thesis is really around the data that comes from satellites. Now, is the big push over the last year into some of these space funds and space companies and SPACs, and is it a function of some technological breakthrough where we're going to space more or somebody invented something, or is this more a function of the amount of money sloshing around the economy looking for a place to go? It's a function of a new innovation S-curve, to put it into business terms. I mean, something structural has changed. We've been operating in space for decades, uh, but the market's been really limited. It's been a handful of defense contractors on one end, and on the other, it's been the government as really the only customer. And we operated that way for two or three decades. Um, and it wasn't until SpaceX at the beginning of this last decade um, broke through that deadlock um, and brought us low-cost launch. Um, and they brought the price down significantly, but they also published their pricing, which brought transparency to a market for the very first time. So suddenly, if you were had an idea for something, um, you know, some sort of space business using smaller satellites, uh, cost-effective distributed networks of satellites, you could go out and raise seed funding and get a business up and going. And that's exactly what we saw. These companies started to get their um, their first seed capital in 2013. They started to launch their satellites in 2014. 2015, um, SpaceX announced their Starlink program. And um, that's their, their, their low Earth orbit satellite communications business. Google put a billion dollars in. 
And a lot of things started to come together at that point. And so that's why we've really seen things take off since 2015. So there was a structural change here that provided access uh, to a market that was otherwise off limits for a long period of time. Now, as you mentioned, within your investments, thinking a lot about satellites, thinking about data, is that right now the most profitable area, the space tech being utilized for things back on Earth, whether it's weather, information for investors, data, traffic, is that the place where we're seeing the quickest, kind of lowest hanging fruit for some of this? Absolutely. I mean, um, that's our entire thesis. And so um, ARC's ETF in space has been really interesting to watch because they have a few defense contractors in there, some big aerospace companies, as you'd expect. Um, these are the type of infrastructure companies that most people think about when they think of space. But their largest holding is in Trimble, which is a distribution company that brought us um, the first commercial GPS receivers in 1984. So, um, you know, but the portfolio also includes a lot of holdings that left some outsiders struggling to um, see the space connection. Um, but for us, this really, their approach here really aligns well with our thesis, which recognizes that space-based technologies are the invisible backbone of our global economy. And, you know, GPS, geospatial intelligence or Earth observation, satellite communications, these things all play a, a critical role in major industries like agriculture, insurance, um, logistics to retail, marketing and finance. And so, you know, our, as we like to say, in the same way that every company today is a technology company, every company of tomorrow is going to be a space company, mm. meaning that they're going to integrate this into their business in some way. As you mentioned, Deer, and we were just looking at some of the holdings there, obviously up top, those defense contractors that you mentioned, kind of the more uh, governmental connection for some of the tech here, but you go deeper in, you mentioned Deer as well, where that kind of obviously put a, a, a flag on some people. They're like, wait, what the heck is Deer doing in here? But uh, you, you're saying that it makes sense. Um, I, you know, Deer, hey, you guys will know a lot better than I do, but it is just kind of the reaction when I see Deer as a bigger holder than Virgin galactic which is literally sending people to space uh, but you say that that it does make sense well deer is actually um, our favorite pick in this whole in this whole ETF portfolio Interesting. so I mean tractors have been utilizing um, GPS to drive autonomously for a long time now right. and one of the first movers in ag tech is one of the early adopters in using earth observation data to enable precision agriculture mm. and precision farming um, and so um, you have to be quite precise when farming autonomously because you don't want to be carving off, you know, a, a third of your beets as you go down the row. So um, it's really important. Precision has played a really important role in autonomous farming, and it's going to play an even bigger role going forward. So, um, you know, I think if you look inside of, a, of an autonomous tractor, it looks like the inside of a space shuttle. It's pretty um, uh, I think that a lot of people don't see it that way, but um, for us, um, this is one of the more obvious choices mm. and one of the biggest beneficiaries of this new space-based uh, technology and capability coming online. Okay, so again, that data information coming from space, helping our functionality here right now through, uh, in this example, automated uh, agricultural industry. Really interesting stuff. Chad, thanks for the details here and the thoughts. Thank you. Chad Anderson joining us from Space Capital, managing partner.